Maybe your parents, and especially your mother, was like my mother when I was growing up, in that any time we had a big gathering at our house, which wasn't all that often, but whenever we did, we had to clean the house in such a way that I felt, especially as a little kid, that if someone saw anything out of place, the future of our family was ended. My mother, when we would have these parties, everything had to be cleaned. I never understood this. I grew up in St. Louis, and my brothers and I shared the, the room in the basement, all four of us in one big room, in the basement on the other side of the house from where people came in. And yet when we had company over, we had to clean our room. It didn't make any sense to me as a kid growing up. I look back, and it makes a little more sense, right? When you have company over, when you have something important, right, you want to put on your, your best face. You want your house to be respectful of the, of the scenario, right? It's not about putting on airs or anything like that. It's about showing someone you are so welcome here. You are so loved that we have gone to these extraordinary lengths to make you feel loved and welcome and comfortable. But so often in our life, however, we, we, we have a balance. We have these big events and then we have more mundane, more easygoing days. One of the things that's happening in our world is that more and more of our time is this staged type of time where we have to put on our best face for everyone at all times. We have to be together. We have to be presentable. We have to have everything figured out. We can't let any cracks be seen. Recently, I've been introduced to this phenomenon, I guess. Maybe it's been going on for a while. I don't do the TikTok at all. About these videos called Get Ready With Me. Maybe you know them. But I was shown this video of a college student, I'm assuming it was a get ready with me video. At the very beginning of the video, she talks about how she wants to, pre she wants to have just a lazy look to her day. So she's just going to wear a, a, a sweatshirt and sweatpants. She spends the next two hours getting ready so that she looks like she's just kind of thrown on a sweatshirt and sweatpants and gone out into the world. Maybe you've gone through that yourself. Maybe you've done that yourself. If you have, that's okay. There's nothing in, in inherently wrong with that. I think you're missing out on the joy of just throwing on a sweatshirt and sweatpants and going out into the world. I've been wearing the same thing for every day for the last 15 years, and it's marvelously freeing when you don't have to worry about what you're wearing. Find that freedom. But so often, though, our lives are becoming like that. We have to stage everything. And what that tells us also implicitly when we live in this world, and maybe you don't participate, but when you see that, is that what's in my heart, especially the broken things, the things that don't make sense, the things that make me uh, other, or the things that put me in a different place than anyone else, I have to hide those things. I can't bring them to the fore. In the gospel today, we hear about St. John the Baptist, and we hear about his call to repent, and that's important, and I'll get to that in a minute. But we also hear about the people and John the Baptist among them going into the, into the desert. Another translation for this word is the wilderness, being willing to go to those ugly, difficult, barren places in order for what? To be made new. So often in our life, brothers and sisters, the things that we think we are most ashamed of, the things that we hide from people the most, are actually the things that make us most human and most wonderful and beautiful. 
Because they show us in all of who we are. They show us unfiltered as a real person who has all of these things. And yet, how often do we not want to share with other people the pain that comes from being from a broken home or having had bad relationships or not truly understanding who I am at this moment in my life, not knowing what my career is, or maybe my emotions are all a wreck because it's finals week and I have a million things to do and I haven't done any of them yet. Sharing that with other people, being willing to go into the desert and not by yourself but with others is what's going to really make you wonderful, beautiful, and open your heart to the life that Christ desires to pour into it. Because what Jesus offers us in the incarnation, which we celebrate at Christmas, is not just the good news. That is absolutely essential. It's also this, as we hear from John the Baptist, life in the Holy Spirit. And when we go into the desert, when we repent of our sins, When we recognize our weakness, God gives us his very self and makes our life new and beautiful and wonderful. And those things that we think we need to hide from people or of which we should be ashamed or which make us different actually are the things that make us beautiful and wonderful. What makes a priest a good priest is not the fact that he's free from all sin. That's that's, that's good, right? We strive to be holy but that he's uncomfortable with the fact that he's a broken man, that he's in need of conversion each and every moment. We need to go into the wilderness. We need to go into those places of our life. And we need other people to go with us. That story of conversion, of renewal, of going into the depths of the darkness, into the dry spots, into the difficult places, is what makes life beautiful. One of the great conversion stories of all time is St. Augustine of Hippo, who lived this life where he was pursuing professional success. He was pursuing pleasures of the flesh and drink and drunkenness. And yet he has this profound conversion experience, and he writes about it. Late have I loved you, O beauty ever ancient, O beauty ever new. I sought you without, but I found you within. So often in our life, we think that the conversion that is necessary is for us to ignore the wilderness, the desert, the difficulties of our life and find God somewhere else and that he'll just make all that other stuff go away. But that beautiful line from St. Augustine, I sought you out there, I sought you without, but I found you within. Where is God in your life? In the wilderness, in the desert, in the darkness, in the unstaged moments, in those ugly periods, that is why he comes to us. That is where he searches for you. And as St. Peter so beautifully reminds us in that second reading, God is patient with us. If God, who is the creator of the universe, who wills us into being, is patient with us, I also need to be patient with myself. I need to go again and again into those difficult spots. I need to repent again and again and again. I need to come back to the Lord in confession. I need to be healed. I need the Eucharist. All of these things so that I can be made new. Because God offers us, as the prophet Isaiah says, comfort in the desert, in the wilderness, in our loneliness, in our depravity even. What does God do? He comes to us. 
He wraps us under his mantle. He loves us. And he calls us to new life. Not in an opaque or in a, in a distant way, but through himself. By the gift of himself to us. And so, brothers and sisters, as we enter into this Advent season, as you prepare to go home to your, uh, to, to your homes in the next few days, I just want to encourage you to be comfortable going into the wilderness. To be okay with not having everything figured out. To show your brokenness and your wounds, especially to those closest to you. Because that's what's going to make you beautiful. That's what's going to make you whole. And that's also what's going to allow you to live that life in the Holy Spirit that St. John the Baptist pointed to. That comes to us through Jesus Christ, who is coming at Christmas.